0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent,
1: Paging Dr. Douchebag,
0: Crash Gladys,
2: getting crash position. and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freak. off three.
3: You know, Freak Nation, if you love motorsports, well, you might not want to turn on your radio. You might just want to turn your damn radio off. Because that's all we got. In other words, wow. That's all we got for two hours. Some of the biggest names in all of motorsports. I was being a little facetious on a facetious Sunday. Oh, uh, did you not see that trending today, Crasher? No, did not. I, neither did I. I. just made it up. Hashtag many, being facetious th- on Sunday.
4: How many people can spell facetious correctly? I have
3: no idea. I'd spot Statman, the F and the C and the SH and the, the Shehias, SH, and Statman still no, couldn't do it. There's
4: no SH in facetious.
3: Statman, can you spell <laughs> facetious?
5: Uh, well, let's see. If you spotted me, the F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S, maybe?
1: Yes! a <laughs> boy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah,
5: I
3: would lay it on Statman and he lays it on me. Thank you, Stat.
5: Bam! And it's no, it's, you know, I mean, did I get it right? I mean, there's, yes, you'll did. probably get a tweet to say that what an idiot that guy is. Everybody knows it spelled cra- no, it's spelled <laughs> <laughs> C-R-A-Z-Y.
3: Listen, Man. over the last 17 plus, 17 plus years, we've been amongst a Spelling Bee champion. So I trust her... Over our keyboard, Twitter Nation. Wait, we're talking wait, about Crasher.
5: Wait. You're yeah. telling me that uh, the Queen of Indie botics is a, oh yeah a, a spelling bee queen? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Dude, I won my school spelling bee in three consecutive years: fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade. I mean, how important is that?
5: <laughs> I missed mine in the fifth grade because I misspelled embarrassed. I think I put one R. E-M-B-A-R-A instead of Uh, R-R-A. and Everybody groaned, you know. Hey, I was done. I was done. (laughs) This hour of the Freak Nation is brought to you by our
3: good friends at Phoenix Raceway as NASCAR comes out west here in a couple of weeks in the Ticket Guardian 500. I don't give a damn if you're on the East Coast. Come on out and enjoy the sunshine. It was cool today. High of about 65. Nothing but blue skies. March 9th through 11th, ISM Raceway. That's ISMRaceway.com. Kevin Harvick, your winner, from today in Atlanta, he'll be here. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. Get more information on your tickets at ismraceway.com for the Ticket Guardian 500. This is how you play ball with this freak nation. 800-878-7529. 800-878-7529. That's 800-878-PLAY. Also at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Tonight's lineup, it's huge. Courtney Force, your funny car winner, will be in here. Steve Torrance, your top fuel winner from the NHRA uh, Arizona Nationals, will be in here. Tony Canon, IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion will be in here, and Supercross uh, frontrunner, I say front runner, top three, uh, Blake Baggert will be joining us here in the Freak Nation, and your Statman Scat on the Black Panther movie, and Bubba Wallace, that's also coming up this hour. John Force walks away from yet another flamethrower. That's right. Finish line, kaboom! John Force walks away and... Um, It was another one of those incidents where you see John Force's freaking melon ratcheted back and forth after the cover of that funny car came off. And you got to think, this dude's 68 years old, that there's got to be an issue. But according to everything we're seeing, we're hearing tweets, press releases, Crasher, John Force is okay.
4: He was back at the track and was able to congratulate Courtney in person. So, yes, John Force is okay. And we'll be talking to Courtney, by the way, in just about, what, six or seven minutes. So we'll get Courtney's side of what all went on, because this is now two weeks in a row that Courtney has been sitting in the staging lanes watching her family members crash and crash violently. But fortunately, they both walked away.
3: Brittany Forrest, despite all kinds of bruising after her accident in Pomona, she gets back in her ride, and did she make it past
4: the first round? She did. Brittany won the first round, yeah. so that was pretty bitching. She was eliminated in round two, but, yeah, Brittany Forrest, good on you. Winning that first round, she says she feels a heck of a lot better, and it's there's a lot of bruising, but she put herself through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the track, so, hey, she's back.
3: Also, in all this madness, did you count how many cars were on the track in Atlanta had a, absolutely nothing to do with – the rain, zero. It has been, shoot, I think it was since 1996. There were 36 cars in a NASCAR Big Boy Cup field. 36 cars. Something interesting, however, with these 36 cars. All of those, all 35 of those 36 cars finished running. Okay. All 35 of those 36 cars, stat man, crash. L- little different running.
4: from last weekend. <laughs>
5: A higher division math there, Kenny.
3: Yeah. I, I, I'm good at something, Stat, man. I am good at something, man. And when it comes to subtracting 35 from 36, I got that one, man. Uh, we're going to reacquaint ourselves with some affiliates coming in here to the Freak Nation, and we'll be right back with Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, Freak Nation.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined
3: The Freaks This is brought to you by good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to continentaltire.com to find the righteous rubber for your Continental tires. Yeah, sports car, sedan, SUV, you go to continentaltire.com. How you doing affiliates? Bringing in a whole slew of new affiliates at 6 past the hour. Thank you guys for joining Speed Freaks tonight. John Force, he walks away. His daughter Courtney Force will be in here, going to talk about Atlanta, 36-car field, the smallest field since 1996. Also, your stat man Scat, he ties in the Black Panther movie and its runaway hit with Bubba Wallace Jr. and his almost win at Daytona uh, last week. The first crasher, pit news and notes.
4: You got it. Motorsports weekend started off in Tampa. It was Supercross, baby, and Eli Tomac had a massively hard-fought win. You guys in Tampa. You got yourselves a show this weekend. That was amazing. Jason Anderson is still the Supercross points leader, but Tomac is doing everything he can to make up for, well, a couple of DNFs this year. Sure, two DNFs, but four wins. And how about our guy Blake Baggett? He's going to join us in about 30 minutes. And speaking of a hard-fought place, he crashed at the beginning of Atlanta, excuse me, Tampa, and rode a hell of a race to finish ninth on the night. That was a lot of fun to watch. Austin Forkner, your winner in the light series. NASCAR weekend in Atlanta started off with Brett Moffat taking the win in the truck series, but the rest of the weekend was all Kevin Harvick all the time. He won. Wait a minute. He dominated both the Xfinity and Monster Energy Cup races in the ATL. I mean, they kept saying it's a Kevin Harvick clinic. There's got to be even better, more profound words than that. It was Kevin Harvick's Weekend NHRA out in Phoenix, Steve Torrance, your winner in Top Fuel, Courtney Force in Funny Car. She joins us in just a couple minutes. And Chris McGehee in Pro Stock. Of course, one of the biggest stories on the weekend is John Force's crash today in Elimination Round 2. He is okay. He's done from the hospital, and we'll find out from Courtney the exact, I guess, status on John Force. But he's already making jokes and acting like John of old. So, whew. Thank you, NHRA Safety.
3: Pit Dudes and Notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. That's at Continental Tire on Twitter, ContinentalTire.com on that snappy thing we call the internets. Uh, coming up, Courtney Force, NHRA Funny Car winner from Phoenix, will be in here with an update on her old man, 16-time NHRA Funny Car champ, John Force.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com.
1: Continental Tire,
3: proud partner with the Freaks
6: sir jeremy you are a true friend of the crown dilly dilly dilly, dilly. madam susan you are an even truer friend of the crown dilly, dilly 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 what is that this is a spiced honey mead wine that i have really been into lately please follow sir brad he's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery i'm sorry what pit of misery dilly dilly, 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 dilly.
7: here's to the friends you can always count on
3: Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, the Lucas Oil Studios. If you follow NHRA Drag Racing or any motorsport for that matter, including Supercross, you see Lucas Oil all over the place. And In fact, you see it on uh, TV Rat now on ESPN. The Wizards take it on the 76ers. Lucas Oil all over that damn court. Uh, now, joining the Freaks, good to get her back in here. Courtney Force, your NHRA Funny Car winner from the Arizona Nationals. Joining the Freaks and Courtney were, of course, concerned about the old man with the accident that he had this afternoon. Can you give us an update on, on John, your 16-time champion and dad?
8: <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's doing all right. Um, I'm sure he's going to be a little sore, but, um, no, he's, he's doing good. He was, you know, yelling and screaming real track when it happened, so I knew he was okay then. But, um, you know, they had to get him checked out. And, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't down there, but they said everything went went good. And uh, he's uh, he came back to the track, so – um, I got to see him, uh, at the end of the night after
3: winter circle pictures, but at least, uh, got to see him. Courtney Force, NHRA funny car winner from the Arizona nationals, joining the freaks, her first win in geez, I think since 2016, is that right? Too Courtney? long, too long. Yeah. And we had um, that, Courtney, we had that <laughs> conversation uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday in your pits about, yeah, you, you ran strong last year, but you just couldn't get that win. What the hell happened today?
8: Yeah, well, we uh, we had a career best year last season, so it was a bummer we didn't get a win last year, but um, still finished third in the overall point standing, so um, we had so many close calls, uh, but it felt really good to be able to get you know that number one spot this weekend and then really steal the deal and, and finish off the weekend with a win um, here in Phoenix. I mean, it felt good for my entire advanced auto parts Chevy Camaro team, and my guys are thrilled, um, and I've, I've got a, an amazing group of guys on my race car with Frank Karate and Dan Hood. Um, just really proud of them for giving me a, a fast hot rod all day long.
4: You talked a lot about Karate and Hood when we talked to you on Friday from the track, but also you talked with a lot of conviction on Friday. It just seemed like you were really on your game. Did you have some sort of a special feeling or just kind of know that uh, this might be it this weekend? This We might finally end that drought. Yeah, I
8: mean, uh, when you go number one qualifying, and a lot of people were telling me the staff, well, you know, you've been number one before this many times, and how many times have been number one in Phoenix, and didn't quite, you know, take home the win. So um, you got that, you know, going on the back of your head. But obviously had a lot of confidence coming in, because this year, like I said, we've kind of got a whole new team, but um, been struggling a little bit with our, our new car that we brought out, and uh, just trying to get it all figured out. But to be honest, Ferrari's done an amazing job getting this thing, together and uh along with dan hood and, and every single one of my crew to, or crew guys but you know they're the ones that really give me the confidence to to get behind the wheel and you know push hard and and have that confidence to get out there and uh, you know beat up on the guys and and get the win
4: <laughs> I like it. Beat up on those guys. Courtney, I've got to ask you again. I Gosh, we asked you after the Brittany Force accident in Pomona and I'm going to ask it again. How difficult was it yet again for you to be sitting in the staging lanes and a family member has a crash right in front of you? I mean, I hope this is the last time we're talking about this this year.
8: Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, these cars are pretty unpredictable and um, you know, unfortunately for Dad, you know, his exploded in the lights and um, he was kind of just hanging on for the ride at that point. Nothing he could really do, but uh, <laughs> do his best to try and get it stopped. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, these cars are kind of insane sometimes. And we all know that getting into the you know, these race cars that, you know, anything can happen. Um, but, you know, it, it was unfortunate when I was, of course, again, in the staging lanes. Um, and knew that he was in that round but wasn't sure who crashed who, and didn't know what happened. I could just honestly was sitting there, and all I could see was the reaction of the fans and the fans. So hmm. um, got to go down there and, and saw that he was, you know, yelling and screaming, and, you know, so I knew he was okay. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I had my crew chiefs and my team behind me, and they're the ones that gave me the confidence to get back in the race car. And, um, you know, it's, it's a little – hard you know mentally but um i wanted to do it for them and, and for um you know for my sponsors and the fans out there that are there for a good show um and you know dad told me before they took him off to go you know check him out um, he said just go out there and kick their asses so um Man. i told him i would and, and it ended up being a pretty good day yes
5: courtney force is the nhra funny car winner in phoenix courtney you got a couple weeks off now do you have a chance to be Courtney, or are you still the driver and you're still focused on getting ready for Florida instead of taking maybe a day or two for yourself?
8: Um, I know. it's. Uh, I feel like every weekend I've had off, it's been uh, – I've been – actually, it was over at the Daytona 500 race, and it's been <laughs> one thing after the next, You know, um, you know, working with sponsors and stuff, but it's fun. It's part of the job. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I'll have a, a few days off, uh, I think next weekend and hang out with some friends and, um, you know, looking forward to that, but our focus is really getting to Gainesville and, and uh, you know, getting another win. I mean, we're ready for it. I feel good about, you know, how our car has been running and we were going to be testing tomorrow, but I don't believe we are anymore since we got the win and, uh, my, my team's feeling pretty good. So we'll just see if we can get to Florida and, and uh, hope for the best and hope to just keep this group going and. Um, it's already been a, you know, a great start to our season,
5: so we're really excited. Courtney, I wasn't going to ask this, but it just came to mind when you mentioned you might go out with friends. Do your friends treat you as Courtney, the woman that they know over lunch, or are you the <laughs> driver who wins races in Phoenix? Um, no, it's it's definitely uh,
8: not the driver. The friends that I've hung out with, um, I've known them for a really long time, and. Um, you know, they're all not, I guess, addicted to the sport of drag racing like I am in my family. And, uh, you know, they're all like the fashionistas in California, I swear. But
6: they, uh, <laughs> it's
8: fun, though, because, you know, it, it's great to you know out with them and just kind of feeling like, you know, you get back to a, a normal routine of a normal life. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I've got some amazing friends. I've had them texting me, but sometimes they don't even know if I'm racing that weekend. So it kind of goes both ways. <laughs> Uh, but it is cool because, uh, you know, I've already had a few of them tell me congrats, and uh, it's pretty
4: awesome. I love that, Courtney. You're talking about, look, Courtney Force joins us here, funny car winner from the Arizona Nationals in Phoenix, and you're talking about your friends being kind of like the fashionistas in Southern California. You are married to IndyCar driver Graham Rahal. How would you describe his group of friends?
8: Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, uh, his are the same, I mean, he, he's been up, um, around a lot of his friends from Ohio, and um, most of them at our wedding and um you know, it's a good group of guys, but I think uh maybe it's because they're guys they're, they're definitely more into it and uh are watching every weekend, either my racing or Graham's and uh really supportive of both of them.
4: So they're motorheads basically.
8: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> but you would not call Graham's friends fashionistas.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know I don't know about I don't know about
4: that. <laughs> hey Courtney,
3: honestly, you sound tired, are you?
8: It's been a really, uh, yeah. it's been a draining day. I'll, oh. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Definitely some lows, but uh, happy that the weekend ended with some highs. I mean, it's, uh, am to a team dinner right now with all my guys. I haven't even had time to run home and shower, so I just, am um, going to show up dirty, but
9: <laughs> <laughs> it's
8: uh, a great end to our weekend, so I can't complain. Just really proud of them and, and what they've done and um, been so so supportive and motivating for me to, to be in this race car and, and do my job. And, um, you know, I, I really owe it to those guys because I can't imagine being out here with any other team but them.
3: Courtney Force, NHRA Funny Car winner from the Arizona Nationals, joining the Freaks. A great follow on Twitter. More importantly, good friend of the Freak Nation. Courtney, thank you very much.
8: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You and congratulations.
3: It. Bam, Courtney Force joining the Freaks. I couldn't imagine sitting at the end of the track. And watching my dad's car blow up.
4: Oh, and by the way, a week after you watched your sister's car blow up, or a race after, I should and say. And right,
3: and 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 his dad's car blew up then too.
4: Oh, right, the day before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk, and there has been. It was really big this time last year, but it kind of died down throughout the year. The competition that is John Force Racing versus Don Schumacher Racing. And, yeah, there was a lot of shouting two years ago and again last year between John Force and Don Schumacher. But I think John Force summed it up best after the Pomona round, which was two weeks ago, and after Brittany had her big accident, and he was in tears saying, you know what? I cannot thank Don Schumacher and his team, his engineers, enough for the updated safety that they have brought over the last couple of years. That's pretty telling. And that Don Schumacher safety and Past John Force racing safety implementations probably saved John Force today.
3: made you think about that. This is these are two dudes or two teams that were, and I say this literally, at each other's throat at mm-hmm. one time a season or two ago because of maybe some transgressions between drivers and team owners and so forth. Now I don't know if it's John Force with the via culpa or if it's just the realization that w- we need to you know pile up together to bring a better safety,
5: uh, safety car to the track. Crash was right. Uh, he could say all he wants to about uh, safety, uh, uh, improvements from Don Schumacher racing, but John has put some safety stuff in there too. Yes. Uh, the protection for the, uh, the cockpit, uh, and all that sort of thing. Uh, and who knows what, if all, all of it came to make him safer in the car today so that he could have that accident and be back at the race, go to the hospital and be back at the racetrack being John force. Uh, it's, it's very, we're, we're lucky to have mm-hmm. that much energy talent. Um, if, if there was a Mount Rushmore and drag racing, John might be all four spots yeah. on it. Oh. I mean, he is the, he is the man, and I, I was sitting here watching the thing today and just imagining where Speed Freaks would be without his help uh, the past 17 years. Uh, it's, uh, it's just an incredible, uh, an incredible run by an incredible man.
3: Freak Nation, this time September through the middle to the end of December, uh, it's either Speed Freaks or football. Uh, Right now, there's something else going on. It's either Speed Freaks or this, and it involves a whole lot of weenies. That's next, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
1: Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. (laughs)
5: While the world loses its collective mind over the movie Black Panther, let's take a moment for a different take. The movie going public needs a Black Panther every generation or so to realize that black superhero brilliance is real and might live next door. In the world of motorsports, we saw Daryl Wallace last week be treated like a superhero for running second at the Daytona 500. It's amazing that Black Panther, a mythical hero from a mythical African nation supported by a make-believe miracle mineral, was all created by two white Jewish writers more than 50 years ago. Black Panther is not a documentary. Daryl Wallace, on the other hand, is a real man fighting real battles in real world races. Wallace is creating a documentary every weekend in some Southern reality where getting off the freeway at the wrong time and place could cost him his life. Here's hoping the hyperbole in both storylines will calm down soon. Peace.
0: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
10: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
11: Love daily fantasy, but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV, compete against other sports fans, and if you're right, win real cash and get to talk trash. Winview Games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation, and it's super easy to play. During the game, props are sent straight to your phone. You can compete in tournament-style contests that are available every quarter. Winview also has a $12,500 jackpot during the NFL playoffs called The Perfect Game. It's a winner-take-all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter. So put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com slash predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com slash predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on,
12: it's on.
10: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. This
3: segment brought to you by friends at Lucas Oil. From the Lucas Oil Studios, you go to lucasoil.com. Find the right lube for your ride. Got yourself a sports car. What about a bass boat? They got the lube for anything with an engine. You don't believe me, just go to lucasoil.com. Hey, right now on ESPN 2, this is happening. This is happening. Typically, you know, this time tonight, September through, you know, the end of December. Uh, you got yourself some Sunday night football on NBC. Uh, but right now on ESPN two. Uh, this is where we are when it comes to sports, or lack thereof, at this point. Spring training's happening, and maybe a hockey game or two. Nobody watches hockey anymore. But right now, uh, you have the oh, Johnsonville – stat, man, dig this. You have the Johnsonville Cornhole
8: Championships.
5: <laughs> this is really happening. You can't, yeah. you can't just <laughs> drop those on me like that. Yeah. <laughs> The, Cornhole,
3: the American Cornhole League, Cornhole Championships on ESPN2 right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, these dudes yeah. could throw some bags, man. But it's this is, they're in a small, might be a minor league baseball stadium. Uh, kind of looks like the cup race today. Nobody in the stands. Uh, there's one dude, Jordan Kamba, taking on Ryan Windsor. Jordan Kamba is uh, up to, I guess you call them games. Listen, I play cornhole at drag races or cup races. Or, or at bars. Or the lake or at the bars, Crash. <laughs> this is on
4: ESPN2. <laughs> Sponsored by Wieners. Sponsored got, by Johnson. We, we
3: had Courtney Force in last segment. NHRA Funny Car winner from Arizona Nationals. We got Blake Baggart, Supercross pilot, going into Atlanta? Where were they? they
4: yeah, well, they raced Tampa this weekend, yeah. Atlanta's next weekend, but he's still third in points. Number three in yeah, points, Blake,
3: Blake uh, Baggart. Baggett. Baggett. Uh, he's coming in here. Tony Cannon, IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion, being be in here next hour. We've also got Steve Torrance, NHRA Top Fuel winner from the Arizona Nationals, uh, runner-up to Brittany Force last year. Uh, he's coming up, but nope. ESPN Two, which I'm sure you maybe that's what you do—you watch yourself some cornhole while you're listening to Speed Freaks from
5: Lucas Oil Studios. <laughs> we used this, to laugh at the uh, the the computer guys. Remember, three four years ago, we were laughing at the esports, and yeah. now esports is making millions. And these there's a, programs at colleges, and hundreds of thousands of people are going to see these events. You think there's going to be a crowd at a cornhole <laughs> event one day?
3: Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the technology in throwing bags through a hole can be
5: fairly extreme for 18, 19-year-old stat. Well, the technology of sitting in a chair and eating <laughs> Doritos all night, that's not much better. <laughs> Hold on a
3: second. Are you, are you claiming that these eSports champions, that's all they do, stat man? Are you saying they're not
5: athletes? Well, they might eat uh, cheese. What do they call it? Cheese pockets Cheetos. or hot pockets. They might eat hot pockets. <laughs> to go with their Doritos, come on, and they're in their mom's basement, come on. You sound like some of those former
3: sports car owners and NASCAR owners three or four years ago saying, you know what, I'm never going to. Why? What are we worried about eSports for? We're ne- we would never hire a, a driver from. Oops. Well, we've got championship drivers that uh, earn their chops with eSports
5: running in sports cars right now, Statman. Hey, we could get even more personal than that. How many people said we'll never, the Speed Freaks will (laughs) never last a year, much less 18, you know, and then refuse to come on. Now they beg us to get on the show.
4: Funny how things work, how they change, how they progress.
5: You know,
3: it's not fantastic news for the Daytona 500, but it's better news than what we saw initially with the overnight ratings. With the Daytona 500, the overnight initial overnight ratings for the Daytona 500 were just not good. They were not good. Some of the lowest Daytona 500s in the history of Daytona 500s. Oh, jeez, Imagine
4: right. today's Atlanta race, then. Uh, w- w-
3: however, according to Statman's drinking buddy, Jayski, at jayski.com, <laughs> this was updated on the 23rd of this, of this month, many two days ago. With today's inclusion of Nielsen Media Research out-of-home viewing data, Sunday's Daytona 500 on Fox averaged 9.781 million across all platforms, speaking at more than 11.5 million viewers. According to Nielsen, more than 18.1 million viewers watched all or part of the great American race. The Daytona 500 with Austin Dillon scoring, of course, a dramatic victory in the iconic number three and newcomer Daryl Bubba, Bubba Wallace Jr. crossing line a second. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it uh, was the highest-rated and most viewed Fox telecast of any kind since the NFC Championship game in January, and remains the most watched motorsports event on television. Out-of-home data inclusion provided a 7.4% lift in the coveted 18 to 34 demo, the highest percentage increase
5: of any demo. Now all those numbers are wonderful. Yeah, the higher math is incredible. Right. But those same people told us 10 years ago that they had three out of four Americans were NASCAR fans. Right. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I take whatever they say with a uh, half a grain of salt.
3: Well, I'll take, I mean, these things are, these ratings are legit. All right. These, uh, the research coming out of these, this, this story, these, these, well, they better be. All right. How about that? Well, How
4: about when that? have we ever talked about ratings five days later? It's usually one or two days later. So NASCAR was dying for information like this.
3: They were that bad. I mean, they, yes, what they was were. It? it was down 22% from the overnight rating scored by well, the 2017 Daytona 500, down 60% from 2016, and down 30% from 2015. I mean, it just, it, no, I mean, these aren't th- the greatest ratings ever for Daytona 500. No. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is for those out there looking for a, a silver lining, if you combine all formats, which again... When I find myself, it happened last season. I was watching, when I, when I turned my phone on to watch an NFL game on Twitter, like, think about that. That hey, is but,
8: weird. You know,
3: when We had those snappy flip phones from Nextel, Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's watch some Cowboys and watch professional football team on my flip phone. <laughs>
5: Yeah, the buffering would have taken – they'd have been in the halftime by the time you got the second play on the line.
3: Danny White probably still was the quarterback by the time.
9: <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Holy smokes. Uh, so there you go. There's some good news coming out of NASCAR if you're looking for silver lining for the Daytona 500 uh, uh, over last weekend. Coming up in the show, Freak Nation, it's a big show. We have Steve Torrance coming up, your NHRA top fuel winner who raced his dad today in the Arizona Nationals. His dad, Billy Torrance, raced a number of races last year. We're going to talk to Steve Torrance about how in the hell does this old man choose, pick and choose you know, what races to jump in as top fuel and hopefully races. I, you know, I, It's got to be perceived as a blocker for Steve Torrance to bring Billy Torrance in there. When you have a capable top fuel dragster, crasher, that can actually win the damn race, it's got to go.
4: That's always a topic of conversation yeah. in, in NHRA do you up your teammates in order to provide blocking power for the number one man on the team, number right. one man or woman on the team? We're never going to get over that argument, and it will continue. You just brought it up again, and I never even thought of it yeah. until you just said that.
3: Blake Baggett. Uh, last year, a dude is a madman on a motorcycle, whether it's motocross, supercross. Uh, made a whole lot of noise last year. Some <laughs> things he said about current supercross pilots talking smack. Imagine that. We'll talk to him about that. Also... Uh, Raced the majority of, well, the second half of the motocross season, outdoor season last year, with a thumb that was probably put together with duct tape and WD-40. Yeah. And that's not a stretch. Trust me. Uh, He joins us next. Lucas Hole Studios, Speed Freaks Pits.
0: Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined. The
3: Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks
1: It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the
3: Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from Awesome Sports Logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's
1: AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get? Awesome
7: You
1: are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports radio redefined. And don't on the
3: Coming up next hour, Speed Freaks, Steve Torrance, NHRA Top. Fuel winner from Arizona Nationals. He'll be in here. Also, Tony Canaan, Indy 500 champion, IndyCar champion. Running with AJ Foyt this year. Dam I would have lost that bet even last year saying that Tony Canaan's going to run with AJ Foyt. Yeah. <laughs> but according to what we saw at testing a few weeks ago at Phoenix, or excuse me, ISM Raceway here in Phoenix, uh, they got their ass together.
4: He was. Top of the charts. Yeah. Graham Rahal was the guy that ran away with the ISM Raceway weekend, but they're still testing. I mean, heck, we're two weeks away from the IndyCar season opener, and they're still testing in Florida. A lot of testing this weekend at Sebring, and Kanan is showing some muscle, which is a good thing for A.J. Foyt Racing.
3: Statman, there's something else that Crash shared with me over the last couple of days in regards to IndyCar series, and I don't know why. It's a surprise to me, but it is a surprise to me. And it's in regards to ticket sales, Grasher. Do you remember that conversation we had?
4: Yes, for the Indy 500. And already ticket sales, as we speak, are ahead of last year's ticket sales for the Indy 500. They've already eclipsed the 300,000 mark. And it just kind of people, they shouldn't be doing this yet because Fernando Alonso had not announced that he was racing the 500 at this time last year yet but they're already equating Danica Mania to Alonzo Mania and saying that she holds the cards in that one. Well,
3: I was being a little facetious in that, too, that you can't tell me, Statman, that some of these tickets aren't due to Danica Patrick running her last IndyCar race. At
4: the her last race,
5: period. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, she does have fans. I do admit that. She does have fans, and she's had much more success in IndyCar than she had in nascar and was leading the indy 500 with what was it crash 11 laps to go at one point yeah so yeah she's got fans and people are looking forward to her uh to her being there and it's also just the entire growth regrowth of indycar uh, more and more people are looking at it as a destination place instead of a place where you go when you can't find a ride anywhere else. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all uh, between her and Alonzo and just the growth of the sport in general.
4: Or let's give credit where credit's due, right? Aaron Rodgers?
5: I'm yeah, just saying. No, no. I mean, I'm not, kidding. Not in Indianapolis. Maybe in oh, Milwaukee, right. but not in Indianapolis. Yeah. Is Milwaukee on the schedule anymore? Mil- the
3: oh, Milwaukee yeah. Mile? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. true. There you go.
4: Hey! I hey, hey. how those ticket sales are going. Uh, <laughs> no, Let me he, see
3: what? Not, no, no, Pratt- Danica's she?
8: not
4: racing
3: Milwaukee. Well, yeah, so Danica that. would never race NASCAR. No. <laughs> uh, breaking news here in the Freak Nation. Do not be surprised if Danica commits to one more race in the IndyCar Series. Uh, the Milwaukee Mile. No, she thanks to <laughs> her relationship with Aaron Rodgers.
5: According to Crash Gladys.
4: Yeah, no, I did not say that. Now hold <laughs> on. Maybe they could, what? Maybe what? they could
5: have a street race in Green Bay and race around the Lambeau Field. You think that could happen, Crash?
4: Yeah, the closer track is Elkhart Lake. That's only an hour from Green Bay, so that would be the one Danica would come back for.
5: Blake Baggett,
3: sitting number three in points, didn't have a good night uh, last night in uh, Tampa. Who gives a damn, man? He joins us now, Supercross pilot. I didn't have a great night. Okay. Didn't win the damn race. Uh, joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And, Blake, I look at your age. Did you just, uh, what, what, you turned just, what, 25 or what are you, 26 now, Blake?
13: Yep, yep, 26 at a birthday the, uh, end of January.
3: When I, when we talk to professional athletes, depending on what sport it is, I ask them, okay, they may be 26 years old, but how old does your body feel? This isn't a joke. I mean, you don't know what it, what it feels like to be 40, because you haven't been there, but does your body feel like it's 26 years old, given all the time you spent on that bike with motocross and supercross?
13: Um, you know, sometimes I feel, the, you know, sometimes you feel about 14 years old, and other times you feel about 60 years old. It depends on, uh, on how the day goes. If you have a rough day, the next day is rough normally. So uh, it just depends. But, uh, it, you know, it kind of varies from uh, feeling younger to, uh, to feeling way older than you are.
3: Freak Nation, his name is Blake Baggett, sitting third in points going into Tampa in the Supercross 450 class. And you went through that thumb injury. I know everybody talks to you about it. The thumb injury was was it last? It was last year, right?
13: Yeah, yeah. During outdoors uh, this past year's when I uh, I broke my thumb at the at the halfway point and uh, just dug deep and, and continued to race on it the last 12 motos and, and six rounds. So. Uh, Came off a little bit short on the championship, but tried to tried to keep things interesting and stay in the hunt, even though uh, I was hurt. Wow.
3: Where I was, I was leading with that is when I talk to, let's say, an offensive lineman, and he says, Kenny, I've got turf toe. Yeah, m- my big toe has turf toe, and I can't put I cannot play. And a lot of folks don't under, understand turf toe and how important toes are to offensive linemen. And I know that some, some people question motocross, supercross riders. It's just a thumb. But the importance of your g damn thumb is, is as important as that turf toe to an offensive lineman.
13: Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. So there's been uh, quite a few few guys in the sport that have uh, that had it happen and when uh, you know weren't able to continue on. So I was uh, lucky enough that I was able to push through it. But yeah, basically my thumb, the only thing that was uh, that was holding it onto my hand was the skin. The joint was completely. Um, oh. disintegrated there was no ligaments holding anything on uh the bones were just floating so i could basically hold my thumb on the top of my wrist and do whatever it just dangled there uh so i had popsicle sticks and we had uh braces and and tape holding it together and then we uh resorted with uh we had velcro on the glove and then velcro around the throttle tube to uh to keep it on on the grip otherwise uh it just hung there and dangled so uh we, we did whatever we could and we had Velcro, the and la- the last round we even used spray glue adhesive on the rest of the hand and uh, and the throttle tube right before the gate dropped to uh, to try and just keep my hand on there uh, a little longer.
7: Oh, my God.
4: Tw- you said 12 rounds of that?
13: Yeah, yeah. 12 motos is what uh, what I raced with it. So 12 30-minute motos plus two laps oh my with, God. Uh, with that.
5: All right, Blake Baggett, you just said that most guys will quit facing the obstacles that you were facing but you didn't how do you go on with an injured thumb or an injured anything when everything's at stake here how do you go on like that
13: yeah i mean it uh you know it's 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 uncomfortable by all means but uh it just it's one of those things where you'll do whatever it takes to uh to race and and to try and win so uh it was was one of those things where i had the points lead when it happened so i was gonna I was going to fight to the bitter end before uh, before I just bowed down and gave it gave it up. So I uh, I gave it my all. And then when, when the season was over Monday morning, I went in and, uh, and got surgery and got a fixed right away. So uh, it was One of those
3: things.
4: <laughs> yeah, you gave it your all and you're giving it your all this year, too. You've you're coming off of some amazing finishes. You've been posting on Instagram. All right. Done with third place. Let's move on up. What do you have to do through the rest of the season to keep getting seconds and firsts?
13: Ah, you know, just, I'd say consistency and then maybe just, uh, just take advantage of, of some more opportunities when, when they come and maybe, uh, just push the, push the limits a little bit instead of, uh, being right there, maybe just, just let it go a little, little looser and then try to, try to push the limits but without overstepping the boundaries which is always tough. So, it's, uh, you know, I think if, if you got third from here on out, you'd probably be in, in, the, in the championship hunt at the end. But uh, you know, I've never got a chance to win a 450 a Supercross main event. So that's, uh, that's the goal is to, to try and get one of those, as, as everybody else's goal is the same. But uh, just keep doing what I'm doing, and, and it, it'll happen.
5: Okay, Blake. Yeah, certainly consistency is important, and that's a key to winning for most riders. But what's the best for you? What track is the best for you? Well, do you specialize? Do you find more speed in the whoops, in the triples? Where do you put the hammer down?
13: Probably definitely be be uh, you know later in the moto, and it, it more than likely, if, you know, I'd be in the whoops. Um, the whoops or are, are dragonbacks have been really good for me this year. Uh, I've had have good speed in those, so that would probably be my strongest point. Would be the whoops somewhere, but at the same time, just try to capitalize. So. Uh, you know, it, it could be just a mistake from somebody else, or, or just basically you're not you're not the fastest guy, but you are more consistent, so outlast them, and uh, you know it's, it's going to be one of those. I don't know. It's it's like gambling. You can't predict the future, but I'm going to give it my best shot to uh, set myself up for the the best opportunities.
4: Blake Baggett, you are setting yourself up for some great opportunities. Maybe not just Supercross, Motocross, but your own backyard in Florida. Give us the update on El Chupacabra Ranch. Ah,
13: uh, it's going along. It's definitely you know a work in progress. So we've been, uh, been working on it for three years now, and it's one of those things that uh, I enjoy doing when uh, when I'm not spending time riding on riding on the bike. That uh, it's something to kind of get your mind off racing and, and do something else. And, as well as, uh, it's just, it's relaxing to, to, you know, run big equipment. You're just like a a little kid out there, like with your Tonka toys, but they're, uh, they're, they're real life Tonka toys. So it, uh, it's something that I have fun doing. And it's also, you know, building, uh, building towards hopefully what the tools that I have there with the tracks and everything else make, uh, make my career, you know, outstanding and make it, uh, the longevity come around and and last longer than than most guys and as well as, uh, have any resource that I need to, to work on any weak points. So that's, uh, that's the biggest goal with the ranch is just to be able to control the, the future and control your environment of, uh, all aspects.
4: Supercross motocross racer, Blake Baggett. Did you just say that it is relaxing to operate 20,000 pound machinery?
13: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's it's like, uh, like just big Tonka toy. So if, uh, you know, it's like, it's like having an RC car and just, just big size. So you can, uh, you
3: know, it's it's fun. <laughs> Blake, we started Speed Freaks when you were eight years old. So we've been doing this a long damn time. And I've followed Supercross, you know, back in the 70s, whether it was Marty Smith, Jimmy Weiner. Nope,
4: given your age, given your age. Okay, your damn
3: age. it, Roger DeCoster. <laughs> uh, I, I, so, and through those ages, through the decades – drivers, or excuse me, riders, talked smack. It was friendly smack. You talked a little smack on Eli Tomac last year, and fans got after you. I mean, you basically said what every other athlete is thinking, that we need to take Tomac down. We got to get in his head. We got to ride this dude. And the fans got angry. Like, don't say that about Tomac. What the hell is that?
13: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, that's how the world works nowadays, yeah, you know, oh, in, in all aspects. So uh, I think uh, other people have got uh, you know other problems to worry about than that. <laughs> the world has more problems than just that. So uh, it's not
3: like you criticized his family or his no. dog or his, his you know hairpiece. Just you just said <laughs> you got to get after him.
13: Yeah, no, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's okay for some people, but not others. But it's uh, it's racing. So there's uh, you know there's the racing aspect. Aspect of it. There's the physical side of things, and then there's the mental side of things as well. So, whatever you can do to uh, to try and win, that's what you got to do.
3: We had Ricky Carmichael on the show, and then 15 minutes later, we had uh, MC Jeremy McGrath. And
4: well, wait, we're talking the year 2000.
3: Yeah, we're talking a long time well, ago. Well, actually, it was it was regardless, it was it was early 2000s, and those two dudes were talking smack to each other's face. It was friendly, but. We we got it. We understood it. Could you do that with a with a rider now and get away with it?
13: Uh, I don't I don't think nowadays you could do it. I think that uh, you know, I just think that the way the way things work out nowadays it doesn't work out like that. You can uh it's pretty much every man to himself and whatever you can do to you know, the goal behind every team and, and every guy nowadays is, is the win. So I think things are a lot more competitive. Now, as far as uh, the riders don't really hang out with each other, you know, back then they all used to hang out and stuff like that. When I used to watch the, all the old motorcycle videos and stuff like that, things are a little different than they are now. Where, uh, now it's, it's pretty much all business.
3: Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, huh. it's corporate, it's corporatized. Well,
4: and I get that, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having a beer with somebody, even if you did give them a little kick to the knee and turn three <laughs> just minutes before. I mean, wow. Is, is that does that upset you?
13: Uh, no, no, no. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not really a, a huge socializing person. anyways. <laughs> I kind of, I tend to just me and my, me and my dog and hanging out in the tractors and, you know, enjoying the week, so kind of, uh, that's a relaxing time, and then the, the weekend is for, uh, to put on a show for all the fans and everybody to uh, to come enjoy.
4: Hold on, though, and your gorgeous girlfriend. I did see your Valentine's Day post to her. Not too shabby. Yeah,
13: yeah no, definitely, uh, you know, my wife gets out there. Oh, your and,
4: wife, there you go.
13: Yeah, and, and enjoys the ranch as well, so we kind of got the best of both worlds. We, you know, live in Florida and got the, all the tractors and everything else, kind of get the farm life going, and then. When we go to California, it's uh, city life. Your neighbors are right next door. You got pretty much living on top of each other. So that's uh, we got we got a little bit of both.
3: Now, who talks the better smack? You or your wife?
13: Uh, I'd probably say me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Even when she's on a tractor?
13: Yeah. Yeah, probably.
3: You know what, man? I just thought about this. There is nothing. Okay. There's nothing sexier than a hot broad on a on a Harley on a bike. I bet it's pretty damn sexy seeing a good-looking woman on a big old Tonka toy.
13: Exactly, exactly. That's why that's why everybody needs a big tractor. That's, that's a must-have.
4: All right, you need to post a pic of her next time. I
3: can see I can see the calendar right now. Hot broads on Tonka toys. That's correct. <laughs> It's greatness.
4: Blake's going to sell it, and it's going to make him a lot of oh, money.
3: Hey, Blake, this is a pleasure, man. Thanks for doing this, buddy.
13: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having
3: me on. Good luck to you for the rest of the season, man. You, it, you, can you taste a chance? I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't ask Don't this, jinx this, it. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. But yeah. damn yeah. it, man, you're riding that bike, dude. Go get it.
13: All right, thank you.
3: Yeah, we only have about 20 seconds to expand on that interview with uh, Blake Baggett. But, yep, <laughs> I know. It was painful stat, man, with my thumb hanging on by... It's oh. Skin.
4: His wife is bringing sexy back. <laughs> uh,
3: they're not athletes, Freak Nation. Nope, they are no. not athletes. Supercross riders are not athletes.
4: No, no.
3: Nope. Uh, Steve Torrance beat his dad uh, in drag racing. Uh, he joins us next hour. Coming up, Speed Freaks pits <laughs> in Lucas Oil Studios.
12: Fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
14: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
0: network broadcasting from the lucas oil studios driven by general tire it's speed freaks, speed freaks. motorsports radio redefined with kenny Sargent. we love to party crash Glass.
4: what are we doing for the bachelorette party and
2: step man i am serious here's the freaks
3: Second hour Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, Lucas Oil, Continental Tires, and many others for making this thing possible. Coming up on our 18-year anniversary here in the Freak Nation. Statman, Crasher, yours truly. We've been a part of it for almost all those 18 years. Well, I, well, okay, we've been a part of it from the get-go. And you too, Freak Nation, thank you for being a part of this. And I've got to say thank you to our affiliates in Phoenix, Dallas, Las Vegas, Seattle. Some of those have been with us damn near the entire uh, 17 plus years. Thank you guys for staying on board with us. And then, of course, SiriusXM, you guys have been there from the beginning as well. It's fantastic. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. The website is speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. And this hour brought to you by our friends at ISM Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona. And the Ticket Guardian 500. NASCAR goes west the 9th through the 11th. Your winner from today in Atlanta, Kevin Harvick. He'll be there. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Get your tickets now at ismraceway.com. That's ismraceway.com for the cup race. A ticket Garden 500, of course, the Xfinity race going off on Saturday afternoon at ISM Raceway. This is how you play ball with us on Twitter. at Speed Freaks. Your phone number, 800-878-7529. That's 800-878-PLAY. Guest tonight, Courtney Force joined us last hour. Steve Torrance joins us this hour. Supercrosses: Blake Baggett joined us last hour. And your Statman scat coming up in moments. It fits the Black Panther movie and Daryl Wallace Jr. together. The significance of each. Black Panther just kicking ass. Holy smokes. And if I talk about it, I give Statman's scat away. So I don't want to talk about his scat (laughs) (laughs) coming up in about 20 minutes.
4: I'll repeat your own words to you, Kenny. It's a tease. Bam. It's a tease.
3: John Forrest walks away from another ignition, another flamethrower of a funny car accident in Arizona this afternoon. From his daughter, Courtney Force and everything that we're reading, John Forrest was back at the track saying, let's do this, man.
4: My favorite, though, what Courtney told us last hour, my favorite part was she said she saw him after the crash and before he was heading to the hospital, and she knew he was okay because he said... Courtney, just go out there and kick their asses. <laughs> <laughs> and well, she took she took the direction well.
3: Statman, would you expect anything less from the
5: 16 timer? No, I mean we we've heard uh, Alan Johnson and Brittany said Alan Johnson told him to stay away from her. <laughs> so you know that he's he's going to say what he wants to when he wants to. Uh, we've known John long enough. Uh, but yeah, what else? What else is he gonna say? I'm sorry, Courtney. Uh, why don't you come on to help me to the hospital here <laughs> and uh, hold hold my hand while we go off into the ambulance? I and mean, she would look, she would hear that from him, and and call, uh, you know, 15 people to say something's wrong with the man. Go help
4: him. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, he really was hitting the head. Hold oh, on. yeah. <laughs> only
3: 36 drivers appeared at the NASCAR Cup race this afternoon at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Was not because of the rain? It's just because that's the field that entered. 35 of those 36 actually finished running. Yep, they finished running. Galding, is it Gray Galding, Gary Galding, Bob Galding, whatever the hell? Golding, right Gary Gary Galding was the only one that did not finish the race.
4: Hey, I did not see the beginning of the race. So was it a legitimate start in park?
3: I didn't look like it.
5: Okay. Well, who knows? You know, what's, who, who the knows, scary Dad? thing is what, uh, what's happening to Jimmy Johnson, yep. right? He's had two terrible starts and is way back in what? 30th, 35th, something like that in points that yep. what's seven time champion. When's he going to turn it on?
3: Hey, Mark Thompson and DJ Kennington. Those two powerhouse NASCAR Cup drivers oh, are ahead okay. of Jimmy Johnson in the points. And Statman, to your number again, they didn't even race Atlanta. <laughs>
5: yeah, power. The powerhouses is putting it mildly. I mean, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss, some people will say they deserve it, but that's a seven-time championship team. They should be able to uh, uh, get something better than that.
3: Again, Freak Nation, you look at what's going on in NASCAR. We talked a little bit about, about it last hour and the ratings. They improved a little bit when you took in all of the devices that watched the Daytona 500. Uh, we don't need to get back into that again. I do. I do want to talk a little bit about Atlanta coming up in about 25 minutes and what did or didn't happen with the rain delay this afternoon. But we got to regroup just a bit, bring in some new affiliates in a few minutes or a few seconds, and we'll get the crash, Titus pit news, and notes.
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Second hour of
3: Speed Freaks welcoming in our affiliates. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Steve Torrance coming up in moments. He beat his dad and beat him senselessly.
4: Again, there's a tease.
3: <laughs> in a top fuel car. <laughs> uh, he joins us coming up in minutes. Also, Indy 500 champion Tony Canon. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But first is Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You go to ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com to find the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. Crasher?
4: And if you were on Continental Tire, you could have made two mega events this weekend. You could have watched Supercross. In Tampa, where Eli Tomac won a really tough race. And then you could have gone over to the Atlanta Motor Speedway and watched NASCAR there. I mean, Continental Tires could take you everywhere. But let's go back to Tampa and where Supercross was held. And gosh, you guys got an amazing show this weekend. Eli Tomac with the win. Jason Anderson is still the Supercross points leader. But Tomac, this is his fourth win on the season now. And you just heard from him last hour. How about our guy, Blake Baggett? He crashed to start the weekend, crashed to start the day, and then ended up ninth on the night. When I tuned into the race, he was like 20th or 21st, and all I did was watch him go up through the standings all all the way up to ninth. That was badass. Austin Forkner, your winner in the light series. NASCAR, of course, racing in Atlanta, and it started off with Brett Moffitt taking the win in the truck series, but the rest of the weekend was all Kevin Harvick all the time. He dominated both the Xfinity and Monster Energy Cup races. NHRA raced in Phoenix, where probably the biggest story on the weekend is John Force's crash in eliminations round two today. He is fine. He's been back at the track. He's been talking with his family. Heck, he's at the Force family dinner right now, I would imagine. Steve Torrance taking the win in top fuel. Courtney Force, we had her on last hour. She, your winner in Funny Car. Check out that interview, SpeedFreaks.tv, tomorrow. And your Pro Stock winner, Chris McGehee.
3: And in case you missed it, the Cornhole Championships are going off right now in ESPN2. No. It is actually happening. Coming up, Steve Torrance just put a beat down on his old man on a racetrack. Uh, he's coming up. And Indy 500 winner, IndyCar champion, Tony Kanaan, coming up. Speed Freak Pits, Lucas Oil Studios.
6: sir jeremy you are a true friend of the crown dilly 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 dilly. madam susan you are an even truer friend of the crown dilly 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 dilly. what is that this is a spiced honeymead wine that i have really been into lately please follow sir brad he's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery i'm sorry what pit of misery Dilly, dilly dilly
7: here's to the friends you can always count on
3: the Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
1: Introduce. Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names, like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil racing TV.
3: com and get
1: awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: Speed Freaks, of course, you follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, Facebook, and, of course, all the big-ass radio affiliates across the country, Sirius XM, Race Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, <laughs> and more now joining the freaks uh, steve torrence your nhra top fuel winner from phoenix joined the freaks and torrence i don't know if i i can't recall a wilder weekend in drag racing over the last five ten years of what we saw this weekend at phoenix
9: man i'll tell you guys what it was pretty crazy through qualifying and even on race day you know to go out there set a set a career best going 65 and qualifying and Number two behind Schumacher, and then just the way that race day folded out, you know, with 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 Chrisman and Blake Alexander, and then being able to race my old man in the semis, and Scott Palmer in the final. Those uh, that was this is the best weekend ever for the Capco boys. I mean, we had three three Capco cars in the semis, and we had a 75% chance at winning the race at that point in time. So,
8: you know, it was it
9: was a good weekend, and and you know, ultimately just being able to race against my dad. The only way that would have been better was if it were a final round, and that was a, a heck of a race, and just, you know, I, I, you couldn't have scripted it out to be much better than what it was.
3: NHRA top fuel winner Steve Torrance joining Speed Freaks, and you're talking about your dad, Billy. How did this come about? How did the old man get back in the rail to run here in Phoenix and to have a car that was legitimately able to win this damn thing?
9: Well, you know, I mean, He's, he's always come out and raced with us just a little bit it's during the countdown or something and then last year we brought him out at dallas and, and ultimately had the wreck and kind of put the kibosh on on trying to you know separate our attention and run the countdown with with two cars It just the way that unfolded we weren't able to do it but he he enjoys doing this He in no kind of way wants to race 24 races but you know maybe 8 10 12 through the year is is what he wants to do and the guy's done really good driving the car i mean you know it it showed today ellie went out there and was pretty good on the tree in comparison to the rest of the field and i'll just be honest with you heck i am not looking forward to him racing you know a lot more because he's done a good job and he was a tough ass (laughs) competitor in the semis i thought heck this is i i know that that when we race whether it's it's anything that we do it we're, we're super competitive and it's that guy brings his a game i mean it's like me racing antron every time i know that he's going to be be the best that he possibly can be against me and he made it tough for us today that was i was 75 on the tree he was 85 and we both went 72 i mean it was it was a coin toss anything goes wrong and that guy's going to the final
5: okay steve torrence you said billy your father is going to be racing maybe a half dozen six races this year how do you choose those races and why is it Phoenix, Wild Horse Pass Motorsport Park, why is it one of the top places that people want to race?
9: To be honest with you, I, I don't even – I'm not involved in any of those decisions. I mean, he, he – not only is he my dad, but he's a sponsor too, so he gets to race when he wants to race. <laughs> but um, what we did during the off-seasons, we just made sure that we, we had a fully complete race-ready operation – uh that whole team and car is, is is identical to mine and uh it's got as many parts as many pieces and everything I mean that thing could go out and easily run 24 races and we just set it up to race whenever he wanted to and I think Bobby and Dom and my dad sat down and kind of cherry picked a schedule of what they wanted to do but I'm going to be 100% honest I'm not privy to any of that so I'll show up whenever and he shows up whenever he wants to race but he's uh he's done a really good job I'm proud of him i I told him, I said, man, you did a pretty good job pedaling it. I, I didn't teach you to pedal like that, but you did a good job and got the wind light, so it doesn't matter.
5: Okay, Steve Torrance, what I'm trying to get at is why is Phoenix so good? You've had success here. Leah Pritchett set the unofficial fastest time during testing here. Why is Phoenix the place that everybody wants to go race?
9: The conditions here were just conducive to, to and butt i mean the track was awesome and they and, and, and safety safari does a an unbelievable job of of track prep and then when you combine it with with just the dry air the cool temperatures that we had this weekend i mean i'll be i'll be uh just probably the first to tell you i'm surprised that clay milliken didn't go 60 flat or 59 on on friday night you know i mean those guys <laughs> have just got a handle on and butt and You know, I I don't tune these things. I just drive them. I couldn't tell you how to start them. But I figured it was going to be better than 64 and 65 at the top of the pack for this race.
4: Steve Torrance, your winner, top fuel winner from Phoenix, the Arizona Nationals, joins us here in the Freaks Pits. And, Steve, I almost got in a fight with somebody on Twitter today, and it was soon after John Force's crash. And this guy decided to say, wow, drag racing's becoming so dangerous. At least NASCAR really gets out there and is at the forefront of, of safety and I did. I responded back to him saying, hold on a second. <laughs> if we're going to talk about safety and start comparing series, NHRA is by far the best. In my, Maybe that is just my opinion, but at least from what I've seen in my 20-plus years of motorsports, NHRA seems to be faster on top of the safety aspect than other series. After your crash in Dallas and now watching how the season has started for the Force team, how would you react to a tweet like that?
9: Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just tell you. There's a lot of keyboard crew chiefs and all that that are big talkers when it comes to uh, being on the Internet, but when they come face-to-face with you, they don't have nearly as much to say. So I did miss most of that. But going to the safety aspect of it, I mean, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I don't know what NASCAR does, but they run 120 mile an hour slower than us. So, I mean, it's not even the same comparison. These guys, we're, I, I would say that we're at the, the forefront of safety you look at my crash you look at britney's crash you look at john force's crash i mean these are these are pretty horrific crashes that you have hitting the wall um the, the, the explosion that john had and i just john just passed me in a car he's back out here at the track i mean he's 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 probably banged up a little bit and i was talking to you guys when he drove by but i mean for britney to come out of the out of out of her accident and to be back out here racing this weekend and, and, you know, I was able to get back in the car the next lap in Dallas. That's a testament to, to the, 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 just the measures that we take, the safety equipment we have, we have and what the safety Safari does for us. I mean, drag racing is pretty gum safe. We're not designed to go 335, 337 miles an hour. And, and, and we do it consistently and we, we have a a pretty good safety record of, of people walking away from, really bad crashes so i tell that guy to go pound sand and just go on about my business
4: (laughs) pound sand that's too nice my dirty (laughs) mouth would say something different i'll just be honest with you. well my
9: mouth would too but i'm working on that
3: (laughs) yeah it it got you in trouble after the finals last year didn't it all right
9: uh no it didn't get me in trouble because i'm related to my sponsor and i race because i like (laughs) to race and i have fun and that guy told me uh that guy told me he didn't like what I said. And I said, well, if there was anywhere else to race but here, we'd race there. So he didn't like my response either. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but isn't that half of the fun of motorsports, being able to trash talk and being able to back it up then on the track the very next day?
9: Well, I'll tell you, it's difficult to back it up. It's easy to talk the trash, but backing it up is a lot harder. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, it ain't nothing I've done. It's just the, It's just the team and the guys behind me. Here's Joe Barlow coming up and saying hi, and this guy was the biggest competitor we had last year. So, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> thanks, man. Aww.
3: Hey, Steve, we'll end it with this about last year, and you and you called it a crock of BS the the way it wrapped up for you for the championship. You were you're burning it all year. Brittany came on strong in the second half. Have you learned to just accept the role the way the NHRE has the point system? Martin Truex did. He burned it up all year and had to fight to the last race. Have you accepted it?
9: Well, let me correct you there. Brittany stepped it up in the last six, not the last half. But <laughs> it is what it is. And you know, I, I came to. I, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't right in my mind at Pomona. I, I. I think I got right this morning actually, and and said, you know what. 2017 is in the books. It's already written down. It's already history. It's old news. I'm not gonna be worried about what happened. I'm not gonna dwell on it. I'm gonna show up in 2018. I plan on kicking everybody's ass, and I plan on leaving Pomona with that big trophy that should have been mine last year, but it wasn't. So, if it was in the cards for me to win it last year, I would have. It wasn't. This year, we're bringing the intensity. We're bringing bringing the drive, and we're bringing it. So, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, we got to do the best we can do, and and just Worry about it at the end of the year at Pomona.
3: a boy. Damn. Steve Torrance, NHRA Top Fuel winner from Phoenix, joining the Freaks. Congratulations, buddy. Good luck next week or two weeks from I,
9: now. Thank you guys. I hope to talk to you again next in two weeks. You got it. See you, Stevie. Sounds good. Thanks.
3: You know, it's something that we talk about frequently here in the Freak Nation when it comes to the dominant team owners, whether it's Don Schumacher or Hendrick Racing in NASCAR. I don't care where there there are dominant Supercross teams as well. This is not a dominant team. It's Steve Torrance, sometimes his dad, and a couple of satellite dragsters that they they exchange data. But Steve Torrance should have won last year's championship in Top Fuel. Should have.
5: Well, you know, it's good. It's good that that is possible. You know, I mean, now you look at NASCAR, and you had to be hooked up with a team like Hendrick or Roush or or uh, Gibbs, but. You know, it's good that NHRA can say that individual drivers, Wilkerson, uh, uh, Torrance, that they could that they could win. If every if if uh, DSR cars were winning, if Schumacher Racing cars were winning all the time, or Force was winning all the time, you know that that will get old, and the marginal fans won't be buying tickets or looking at it on TV. No, and Steve Torrance, he's. He's got an edge to him, a,
3: a country boy edge, as you could tell in that interview, which, uh, again, can be a selling point for any motorsport. When his boss is basically his dad and his company,
4: as he said. Capco.
3: You know, he doesn't have to worry about a, a monster energy sponsor or a, a tire sponsor or an oil sponsor of offending their fans. He can go out there and call the 2017 NHRA point system. B.S., and he did, and not worry about repercussions other than from the series.
5: (laughs) And that's good, too. You know, that's good, too, that uh, there used to be a time when guys owned their own companies would go out and race, and that's how they got out there. But uh, if if that's what he's doing, more power to him. Maybe I can start cheering for him like I cheer for uh, uh, Truex. Right.
3: Uh, Freak Nation, coming up next. A little bit about Atlanta, and I also want to follow up on Statman's uh, Scat. Coming up right now, Speed Freak Spits, Lucas
5: Hole Studios.
1: Good evening, my fellow citizens. Statman's Scat. To
5: provide guidance to mankind. While the world loses its collective mind over the movie Black Panther, let's take a moment for a different take. The movie going public needs a Black Panther every generation or so to realize that black superhero brilliance is real and might live next door. In the world of motorsports, we saw Daryl Wallace last week be treated like a superhero for running second at the Daytona 500. It's amazing that Black Panther, a mythical hero from a mythical African nation supported by a make-believe miracle mineral, was all created by two white Jewish writers more than 50 years ago black panther is not a documentary daryl wallace on the other hand is a real man fighting real battles in real world races wallace is creating a documentary every weekend in some southern reality where getting off the freeway at the wrong time and place could cost him his life here's hoping the hyperbole in both storylines will calm down soon peace
11: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063, 800-957-6063.
8: I'm Chris Walls, and I'm a truck driver from Missouri. For 13 hours a night, I sit in my truck and I drive. Out of boredom. I'll stop and eat. If I'm not doing fast food, I guarantee there's a bag of chips open on my dashboard. Along with that, I'm good for about four liters of soda a night. That was all until Andro 400. I started out four months ago weighing 341 pounds. And since taking Andro 400, I have dropped 45 pounds. I'm sleeping better. There's no cravings. There's no excessive thirst. My knee pain went away. I've had some lower back issues and I've noticed that that went away, and I can only contribute that to Andro 400. One thing that Andro 400 said on the radio ad, says it attacks belly fat. Well, let me tell you, it did. I've lost six inches. This product really does work.
0: So, guys, if you'd like to experience similar results, then get Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro400.com. Andro400.com.
3: Man, we got us a battle for the Johnsonville Cornhole Nationals on ESPN2. Jordan Comba trailing by five against Ryan Windsor, 18-13. to 13. I'm not making this S up, man. You know, I've got a pretty sarcastic little tone uh, every Sunday night, but this is for reals. There are probably 30 people in the audience. It reminds me of when I would watch, and I would. I would, I would watch... Pool. I would watch, you know, eight ball or nine ball. Excuse me, and just sit there for hours and watch. What was, what was the? What was the um, woman's name? They called her the the Black Widow. Yeah. You no. ju- just. I mean, again, it's sexist. Uh, she was very nice looking, but tall, uh, a little bit of Asian flair to her. Jeanette Lee. Jeanette Lee or Jeanette Lee. Jeanette Lee. Uh, she was just a badass pool player. But uh, these two. These two dudes look like they should be esports guys, but they're tossing bags.
4: All right, well then for weenies. Let me bags for weenies. That's a hashtag. Yep. Let's take it the sexist route then. (laughs) Okay. If these guys were too (laughs) I'm just saying if these guys were two hot chicks, especially two hot chicks in bikinis, would you be more apt to watch cornhole competitions? You know,
3: I could probably take that last statement, Statman, and edit it together, and it would be like a (laughs) (laughs) NC17.
5: I thought you were going to let that one slide by. I didn't. I didn't think you were going to jump, take that on. You know, I'm watching this on my uh, NASCAR (laughs) handheld device, so I, uh, I, I just this is hard to believe that this would be on a. Sunday night, Johnsonville must buy this time. Yeah. There's no way that anybody's oh, going to put right. this on on purpose. Uh, the, and these guys, they're not even running. Nobody's cheering. They're, like you said, Crash, <laughs> there's no women in here anywhere. I mean, it's just guys walking up and down throwing a beanbag at a piece of wood with a hole in it. Imagine, uh, damn, Statman, imagine, imagine the groupies for Cornhole. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> You had 15 guys with uh, uh, a six-pack of beer. Uh, Those would be the groupies. (laughs) There was a, a local spot that just ran where a guy, truck driver, weighed over 300 pounds, eating a bag of chips and drinking soda. He'd be the guy that'd be cheering for these people.
3: There you go. Speaking of numbers, I didn't realize. I knew that it was a hit, but Statman's scat touched on Black Panther, the movie and Bubba Wallace, a black driver for Richard Petty Motorsports that finished in the two-spot in the Daytona 500. Let me give you some numbers on Black Panther. Black Panther earned $108 million on its second Friday-to-Sunday run, a drop of 46% from last weekend's record-crushing $202 million Friday-Sunday opening. In terms of raw dollars, and this is according to Forbes, it is the second biggest 2nd weekend gross of all time. In terms of dollars, it is the second biggest second weekend gross of all time between Jurassic World 106.5 and The Force Awakens 149 million. Oh. It has now earned 400 million in 10
6: days
3: (laughs) of release, which makes it the second fastest grosser of all time for now behind Jurassic World. And The Force Awakens, even if you adjust for inflation, inflation, according to Forbes, it's still only behind The Dark Knight, The Avengers, Jurassic World and The Force Awakens among 10 day domestic totals.
5: You know, you have to be careful looking at numbers because going to the movies now cost uh, a lot more than it did even five years ago. You can go with sales, but either one in reality that you're going to get an incredible um, a response to the movie Black Panther. Uh, it's uh, yeah, but There's probably going to be a second one uh, that all the uh, computer-generated. I-, <laughs> I think your the, damn the, well is going to be a third and a fourth. <laughs> yeah, well, it, with all the computer-generated imaging that they had to do to get the first one. They had to have at least one more. They probably shot it already. Uh, and at the end, uh, the 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 antagonist in the film didn't die. I heard people this week say that he died, and he didn't die. Uh oh,
4: Spoiler alert.
5: Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. There. Sorry, you people. can
3: email him at statmc at speedbreaks.tv.
5: If you haven't, shockingly, you haven't, the
4: next weekend sales for Black Panther <laughs> were down two. by 100 million because of a man named Statman <laughs> giving away the ending.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, there's going to be at least one more. They probably shot it already. Uh, maybe two more. They probably maybe they shot three of them at the beginning. Uh, but it was nice to see a good movie that was made and there were people that looked like me in it. And, uh, that's not always the case nowadays. Uh, especially a movie who looked like me that didn't include Lawrence Fishburne and, and Samuel L. Jackson and, uh, Morgan Freeman. Was Haley, is Haley, is Haley Berry in
3: it, man? Hallie.
5: No, Hallie Berry is (laughs) not in it. Uh, you know, Neither is uh, Pam Greer. <laughs> Dang man, Lola Falana? No, not Lola <laughs> Falana either. I, don't, I think she's. I, I don't. I'm not going to say that. But Nipsey Russell in it? Nipsey? He might be in the background in the crowd scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a good film. Uh, some people are trying to make it a documentary, and uh, that's sad. Uh, it you know it just shows that there's not a lot of of uh, black images out there. And maybe this will show that there can be black superheroes and there can't be black films other than, uh, films about slavery.
3: But there, but there, are they're going to also be what black drivers in NASCAR, right? Statman. No,
5: no that no. we won't have. I mean, there's Daryl Wallace. He didn't do well today. Uh, don't know why, uh, I didn't have the sound up the whole time, but he stayed back in the twenties. Uh, but he did well at uh, Daytona, and he's a good driver, and he's probably going to do well as the season goes along. He's ahead of Jimmy Johnson, the seven-time champion in points, so he's already got off to a good start. But uh, the chances of having a second Daryl Wallace are, I don't want to say slim, but Come uh, on, they're, Stat. they're slim and none, so I'll put it that way. Statman Scat, did you miss it?
3: We'll have it up there on our website tomorrow, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up next segment, our friend Tony Indy IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion, won the Indy 500 in one of the lowball teams three or four years ago, Crasher. Yeah, it wasn't Whoa, I mean, it wasn't sorry, Andretti. it wasn't Ganassi. Okay, it wasn't Andretti, wasn't Penske. Ganassi,
4: Penske, but it was Kevin Kalkoven's car, and Kevin Kalkoven's a multi-billionaire. I don't think they were lacking funding.
3: No, yeah, regardless, wasn't
4: Andretti. Yeah. KV Racing.
3: Uh, yeah, he joins us, and what's it like being 70 years old, winning the Indy 500? We ask him next.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: Grab it and hold on tight.
6: Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the Crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the Crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the Pit of Misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit a misery, dilly dilly. dilly- dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on.
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks
1: the Boca
3: Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks. Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo T-shirts from Awesome Sports Logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these T-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's T-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to
1: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: You know, Alex tonight is making a sound fairly uh, relevant when it comes to our music selection. But when the Doobie Brothers put this album out, uh, I'm just glad that what's his name Michael, not Michael Montgomery, what was his damn name? Michael McDonald wasn't around, because I probably would have shot him. He ruined, he ruined the Doobie Brothers. Made him, you know, billions of dollars, but thanks for playing this, Alex. Well, I've got some good memories here, If I just wanted to just beat up the Doobie Brothers at the time.
4: Yeah, you make them millions of dollars, but you ruined them.
3: Yeah. He's got a great voice, but it just kind of, it it's like, it we just... Tuck his manhood between his legs okay. and write songs. Like, dude, come on, man. They're called the Doobie Brothers, not the Ambien Brothers. Damn it! Crasher and I live out in Phoenix. Statman, there in Los Angeles. Where are you, Freak Nation? I don't care, cause I'm right here in Phoenix. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, and there's something. Yeah,
4: did you see the, the rain and the snow that was hitting the Midwest and yeah, the East? Yeah, darn That's it. It's not very nice. What? It's <laughs> just not very nice.
3: And I'm telling you, c- do not come to Phoenix. Uh, it's, we only get three, maybe four minutes of, of, uh, sun a day here.
4: Oh yeah. It's yeah. Uh, just don't
3: come here. Let's please. spread
4: that fake. I mean, real news. It
3: wasn't 65 degrees a day either. It was mm, uh, 165. Yeah. So mm, even yeah. in, uh, was in, February. <clears throat> so Crasher and I are based here in Phoenix and, uh, just down the street from ASU, Arizona State University and their basketball team, the Sun Devil basketball team has what's called the curtain of distraction. And a pretty good definition of the curtain of distraction for those of you that aren't familiar with it. It's where a bunch of students come together and bring a new meaning to really distracting the other team. They, you know, they come out behind this damn curtain. Uh, they come out with what they call the curtain of distraction, and they're wearing all kinds of crazy things. Celebrities will come in town. Michael Phelps, who trains here, training here, oh, he lives here, was came out. During the curtain of distraction and was wearing a speedo, I think it
4: was. Oh well, yeah, of course. But not knowing that it's Michael Phelps right away when you're at the free throw line and you just see this naked man basically all all he's wearing is a speedo, you're kinda like, Of course that's gonna distract you.
3: You're a visiting team and you see this ASU colored curtain underneath <laughs> <laughs> underneath the basket, and <laughs> you're about to, you know, drop one and maybe this is your second. Uh, but all of a sudden you have just flailing students behind this curtain. It can, be a, it can be a distraction.
4: There's some dry humping that goes on. There's some bizarreness. Yeah. yeah.
3: And a couple of uh, IndyCar drivers were out here recently for IndyCar testing. Tony Kanon and Simon Pagino. And they were also part of the curtain of d- distraction. And what were they, they dressed as, Crasher?
4: Well, at first they were dressed up like crazy versions of themselves in their own fire suits. And then... Gosh, was it Kanan that had the IndyCar around his waist? And mm-hmm. when he was able to distract the opponent, he spiked it on the basketball court. So basically, the IndyCar nose just went spiked on the court. Then they came back, and they were dressed as, what, a banana and a cherry or something like that? <laughs> anyway, I forget who yeah. was in the banana outfit. I believe it was Tony Canaan. Somebody was dry-humping Tony Canaan. It yep. was interesting.
3: And, and I'm not going to explain what that means for those of you who have <laughs> no idea. But, yeah, uh, we talked to Tony Kanaan about this and little did we know that he was a uh, he, he knew of the curtain distraction and that he was a basketball fan you know
15: i i love basketball i follow basketball quite a bit in college and the nba i collect basketball shoes so it was pretty familiar i remember that back in, in the day when phelps did it and i thought man how weird these people are you know so obviously he took it away i was gonna come with my brazilian speedo but that was already phelps already have done it so it was funny um Obviously, some people, you know, like Pagino has no clue how big college basketball was. He says, what do you mean? It's like just a bunch of kids, they still go to college, and they play. said, dude, you have no idea. Come here. So, And they missed a shot. So that was, you know, the purpose was, you know, to have fun. Huge support, though. It's, uh, it was unbelievable how, you know people knew who we were especially the kids and which is important to bring more people to the racetrack so uh,
3: it was do you fun. think that is because of video games they know who drivers are these you know 19 20 year olds or is it because they're fans of indycar
15: nah i probably i would say more of the video games and the online stuff for sure it's uh, you know i think kids and well obviously they announced that and people had a little bit of a preview phoenix is doing a great job with you know ism trying to promote the race so uh, But, you know, I know because I gauge out of my kids, you know, my 11 year old, it's uh, they're all about iPhones, iPads and Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff. So I guess we need to maybe they think I'm a, you know, I'm a character from some movie or something. I don't know.
4: That's not always a bad thing. Hey, Tony, let's talk about your love for other sports as well. I never knew you collected basketball shoes, but you're also do you still have a cow in bull riding or bull, I should say, and you're involved in a bunch of stuff. Let's talk. Yeah, when a I, cow
3: in bull
15: riding. Bull
4: ride, I Oops. Yeah. I, I
3: mean, I'm
15: not going to correct the lady here because, I mean, <laughs> cow, cow. cows don't
1: okay,
15: participate in bull riding, but it's, it's a bull. <laughs> Maybe he's gay. I don't know, but that's fine. It's you know. Uh, yeah, we still have a... His name was 500? TK 500. TK 500. Ah. He's a mean mofo, I tell you. Really? But, um, yeah, he's still... Uh, I think he's still competing. I haven't seen him in a while. Obviously, it's not my bull. They gave the bull my name, and oh, but I never I really owned it. were
4: him. actually gifted the no, bull. So,
15: I thought so, too, right? <laughs> so, But that's the thing, Gladys. What happened was I thought I was gifted the bull. The bull goes, and he won. Remember, Benny, a couple, couple months after I won the 500, he won one of the PBR events that the bull won like a million dollars. I'm like, all right, well. I, seen, I saw nothing, but TK, TK, <laughs> TK won twice that year.
1: <laughs>
3: but basketball shoes, really?
15: Yeah, man, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not tall enough to play. I have no idea how to play, but um, I've always, you know, follow basketball, and I always liked the, the shoe style. Obviously, um, back in the Jordan days, I'm a big Jordan fan, brand, as far as the shoes, so I collect a lot of... My favorite ones are Jordan Force, but... Uh, it's kind of weird when you have more shoes than your wife at home. So it's, uh, yeah, we have a couple couple hundred pairs, I would say.
4: Who else with the sons, and he collected shoes, and he made the exact same comment, I have more shoes than my wife, so I know I have an addiction. So hey, but it's, at least I don't have heels.
15: Like I said, I said I could, be, I could be drinking, I could be in the bar every night. That's a good addiction. It's not that bad.
4: Now, Michael Jordan is a huge racing fan. You probably know that already. Have you ever talked to him? Have you ever had a chance to bring him to the track? Because seriously, you should bring him to the 500.
15: Or- no, I wish, but, uh, you know, uh, I know he has a, a motorcycle mm-hmm. team, right? And uh, he actually, uh, his brand sponsors um, Danny Hamlin with his driver's mm-hmm. suit. Mm-hmm. But, no, I haven't had the opportunity, but if somebody's listening and know how to <laughs> make an introduction, I'll definitely uh, I'll ask him to come over. I'll invite him.
4: Out of nowhere he's at the drag races this weekend in Pomona. So yeah, I think the guy's opening his mind to get, do some more stuff.
15: See? Michael Jordan, please comes to the to the Indy 500 because I gave you a lot of money buying all the shoes that
3: your brand makes. IndyCar series champion, Indy 500 champion Tony Canon. you are of course younger than me, but at the same time, uh, you're not much you, <laughs> not much. You still are younger than me and I I give you credit to continue to do this. Do you do you continue to drive because you you're afraid of what you're going to do once you give up that wheel? No. If you're going to be on the ledge and jump somewhere? Nah, don't worry. I mean, you know, if
15: if if I if I give up driving, I'm going to take your place in radio, then you're <laughs> not going to have a job. But <laughs> you are well. sexier. I don't want your daughter to starve. <laughs> I like you guys. So. <laughs> now, nah, you know, Kenny, I I get asked this question, you know, the last couple of years, and and to me. You know, when when you're going to do something else? When you are going to do this? And then I, I, I keep saying, I'm, I'm leaving the now. And the now, it's now. And as long as I have the drive to drive, and I have the motivation to wake up in the morning and go work out and keep myself in shape to do this, and as long as I realize I can still drive, because that's another thing. One thing is for you to believe that you can drive. The other thing is your results. So um, to be honest, coming from a struggle year like we did last year i felt that it was time for a change and this motivate me a lot we have a lot of work to do in this team you know i'm racing for a big legend a guy that won is one of the most successful indycar drivers that exists and uh aj Ford. aj Ford. and uh he he you know he him and i when we sat down you know i said aj i promise you that you're going to be better than what we're going to do better than what you did last year and then his answer was it's not that difficult, Tony. So, to be honest, uh, to answer your question, um, you know, I, I'm just happy, man. You know, as long as, like I said, I mean, you know, you guys know because you guys follow all my my entire career. You guys have been having the show as long as I lived. So, it's uh, it's it's you know, you have to make a lot of sacrifices, especially with the kids and everything. So, I still have it, you know. It's uh, I love it. I think I can still win. So. I'm here. I'll keep coming back.
3: But Michael Jordan, people forget he played for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He, why? And uh, Emmett Smith played for the Cardinals. Jerry Rice played for the Seattle Seahawks.
15: But but see, that's the difference. The difference was, I think, in my opinion, those people retire before they really wanted it to retire. Somebody kept asking them this question. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan obviously was like, man, you want everything. Why do you still want to do it? This and that. And then these people go away and they miss it. Right, And then they miss it, and then they go, what do I do? They get bored, and then they try to get back. For as long as I'm lasting, I can assure you, by the time I say this is enough, it will be enough because I think physically and mentally I'm not going to be in it anymore. So, you know, I have a perfect example. Joe DeFerrin, he retired. He was 41 years old. Then three years later, he went back racing again. So that I don't want to do. So I think I'm extending as much as I can because when it's time to call the quits, I will definitely call the quits.
4: Why do people people make such a big deal of age? Because Tom Brady, he's apparently old for the NFL, but he's kicking ass. You are still as fit as you have been over the last ten years. Age is it seriously, it is just a number. I know that's cliche to say, but my God, if you've got it in your in your talents and in your in your your, your physicality, you can do it.
15: No, for sure. I think just I don't know. Sometimes I think people run out of questions to ask me, maybe. Not me, okay. damn it. <laughs> you know, but, you know, again, you see it, you know, like back in the days. I mean, AJ retired. He was 50-some. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not driving until then. And then I think, especially when you have a struggle year, people try to find the excuse and what the trouble is. And then I was say, oh, he's old. or oh, he's this. I mean, yeah, I'm 43, but it's just a number. I mean, you know, if you look the way I train and the way I keep myself in shape... It's just really a number
4: you know did i see deco going on a bike ride with you
15: yeah i mean uh, he uh you know he's the crazy one you know we have three kids and they're i can't believe they're like their brothers you know they're not they don't look alike they don't have the same not even close the same personality and deco is the wild one <laughs> and deco wants to do everything that i do so if i if i'm ever gonna have a kid that races i'm pretty sure that you know that's going to be him. Leo is not interested. Leo is more of a, a soccer guy. Uh, Max yeah. is really young. Uh, Max is 15 months. But yeah, Leo is a crazy one, and he's always hurt. Always like he's not. He's fearless. He's the one that you say no, he goes out and do it just because. But. <laughs> it sounds like his dad. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. We have we're very look alike in that matter. So uh, yeah, he he, he just uh, he sees me every morning when I wake up. I take him to school and I go for a bike ride, so he knows. So it was one weekend, it was the guy saw the picture, it was on a Saturday, Benito was there, and I, and he's like, I was getting ready, and he grabbed his helmet, and he's like, I'm going with you. I said, Sonny, I'm going to ride
3: 60 miles with me.
15: Yeah, 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 60, yeah, yeah. He
3: has no clue how much that is. I don't care if you're a stick and ball fan, people know the name of A.J. Ford and the legend that he is. There's got to be some pretty freaking hilarious conversations between you and that Texan, the Texan and the Brazilian. Give us a story that may be close to PG-13. I mean, that is not a single
15: moment that you're talking to that guy he, that he doesn't tell you a funny story. You know, that he doesn't tell So I'll give you a perfect one that happened uh, actually yesterday. We're in the truck, and then all of a sudden I hear a big stump and here comes AJ rolling down the stairs. He tripped on a mat on the floor in the truck, <laughs> talking on the phone, never hung up the phone. <laughs> The dude is 83 years old and then fall down like three steps and came back up and says, eh, I can't say what he said, but, you know, damn it. And then kicked the mat out and, you know, and said, AJ, are you okay? He says, son, back in the days, we had no seatbelts and 75 gallons of fuel around us. So I'm fine.
3: So I guess he's fine. <laughs> AJ Floyd, and of course, uh, with the legend that he is, it, you, you've... Being able to drive for him and to give him the respect behind that car has got to be of the utmost importance, up there with winning for you. No, 100%. I mean, he's a
15: guy that I've always respect, and, you know, everybody does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you drive into ISM Speedway here, you can see a grandstand with his name on it. <laughs> you know, that's sure. that tells you something. <laughs> so, no, I'm really, you know, I'm honored to drive for him. I just hope I can meet his standards and, and do what I promise him I'm going to do. But the guy... Uh, it's awesome to have his respect and his trust that, that I can do the job for him.
3: Tony Cannon, only like Tony Cannon can be here in the Freak Nation. Subdued guy that drives 220, 230, 240 miles an hour. Look, man, he sat behind the damn curtain of distraction. <laughs> Once you roll that out, and what was cool talking to him off mic is he said there was actually some folks that recognized him.
4: Oh, he said that on mic, too. Yeah, that that's really cool, especially because they are college age, and if they know IndyCar drivers just by looking at them, that's that's significant.
3: Well, if you're walking in Wells Fargo Arena
4: in a fire <laughs> in suit, <your> fire suit
3: <laughs> people aren't going to mistake you for a you know high level golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that do down in a fire suit, man. Oh,
4: when it is 65 in Phoenix, Kenny. We- Golfers do (laughs) put fire suits on. It's cold. They have themselves a Phoenix
3: Open down there. (laughs) What's going on? Uh, Big show tonight, Freak Nation. Did you miss any of it? You go to our website, speedfreaks.tv. Speedfreaks.tv. Courtney Force, NHRA Funny Car winner from Arizona. Steve Torrance, Arizona Nationals winner, top fuel class. Blake Baggett, sitting third in points in the Big Boy Supercross Series. And right there, Tony Canon, IndyCar Series driver, Indy 500 winner. And now running for A.J. Foyt. To be a fly on the wall between the mad Brazilian and the mad Texan <laughs> would be greatness. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. Check us out on Facebook. Be sure you like that page on Facebook, Speed Freaks. For Crasher, Clancy, San Francisco, and Triple F. Shoot the juice to the moose, it's that man.
5: Cut it loose.
0: See it. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.